You'll know real when you get it. It will say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like a gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things that you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Hello, hello, it's Brooke DeVard, and you're listening to the Naked Beauty Podcast. I hope everyone had an amazing holiday week for all of my U.S. listeners and for everyone in the world listening. I hope that you are easing into the rest of the holidays. As you guys heard from last week's conversation with Rosie, there was so much to get into, and I really wanted to zero in on this discussion about stress versus anxiety. What's the difference? And when these feelings come up, what can we physically do and mentally do to overcome those? So this is an excerpt from that conversation, a little bonus clip. Love and appreciate all of you guys so, so much. Thank you to everyone who is following the Naked Beauty community at Naked Beauty Planet, following me on my personal account at Brooke DeVard, and just for taking the time to listen to the show and tell others about the show. I so appreciate it, and I hope you guys find this advice useful and helpful, and I'll be back next week with a new episode. Why'd you have to leave me? You have a great quote, which is, to live a life fully connected makes the small issues not seem so big, right? And I think a lot of times the things that cause us stress are looking big picture. They're small, but when you are fully connected, when you are present, you're able to have this perspective. When you're not fully connected, when you're not present, something that comes up as an issue becomes really overwhelming. And when those small issues pile up, you start to get really overwhelmed. I think one of the things and I'm not great about therapy, I will admit. I'm I'm in and out. I did it for like eight months, and then I stopped. And then I just I just did like a session two weeks ago. Because, and and I the the impetus for the session was, I said I'm feeling just really anxious. Like I have so much to do. I wake up. I have to like you know I'm a working mom. I have to get to work. I have to like do all of my work. Then after work, I'm thinking about the podcast. And then on top of the podcast, I've got all these great you know brand opportunities and brands coming to me, which is wonderful. That's great that all these brands want to work with me, but I have to like send through the deliverables. And then on top of that, I want to like cook dinner. And then on top of that, I want to make sure I'm showing up for my personal training sessions and drinking water and doing my skincare routine. And I'm just starting to feel really overwhelmed. And one of the interesting questions that my therapist asked is like, and he said, you know, there's a difference between anxiety and stress. And I gave him the example of, I, I was in the process of trying to find a new nanny. He said, stress would just be like, you're worried about how you're going to do all these steps to find a new nanny. But anxiety would be this fear that you're never going to find a nanny and it's, it's not going to work out. And 
there's more like fear and concern about the future that's attached to anxiety. So I was like, okay, so maybe I'm just stressed about this. Mm-hmm. How do you help people you work with think about the difference between anxiety or stress? And then untreated anxiety can often compound into depression. But do you have any like helpful ways that you work with people through these issues or even just identifying them? Yeah. I mean, I love what your therapist said. I have the same relationship. I, I love going to therapy, but I, I also love not going to therapy. So <laughs> I, I totally am with you Sometimes on that. it's like, yeah, like I, I, I was doing it consistently and then it just started yeah. to feel like, okay, we're checking in. Like, I don't know. And, and, and a lot of people, you know, are in therapy for years and years and they love it and they find it so helpful. And people are very quick to say everyone should go to therapy. And I'm sure everyone could benefit from therapy, but not all therapy is meant to be long-term. There are different modes of therapy. So yeah, just putting that out there for, for people that are maybe concerned if they're not in therapy that they should be. I don't think everyone needs to be in therapy every week. Yeah, no, I I'm with you a hundred percent. Yes. I, echo everything you just said. And to me, I think that stress is easier to manage than anxiety because stress is, although it could be long-term, it is easier to mitigate because you can be proactive in reducing it, you know, whether it be diet or schedule or like you can decide right now, I'm not going to worry about doing these tasks. You can take them off your list and be like, okay, so that's going to cause less stress. Even though in your mind, you might be like, oh, but but I can't say no to this opportunity or, or I really have to do... It's like, it's off your list. It's gone. Goodbye. There's this relaxation that can happen when you do that. Anxiety is a little bit more insidious because of that fear component. And... I don't know if you're familiar with Mark Nepo. He's this really great spiritual teacher. He has this book called The Book of Awakening. And part of his story is he went through, he had a, he had a brain tumor and he went through chemo. And he, he has these really beautiful passages in this particular book. They're sort of like short meditation. So if anybody just wants like a, a good prompted meditation book, something that they can read, like a paragraph or two every day, it's great. But one of the passages in there, and as you were talking, it was reminding me of what he talked about. There's this one passage where he's talking about after his cancer has been treated and it's now he's he's better now, the cancer is gone, he's showering. And as he's washing his head, he feels a tiny little pimple. And in that moment, the anxiety begins. What if this is cancer? What if it's come back? What if... I'm going to die this time. You know, it's like the what ifs begin to flood his mind. Mm -hmm. It causes the physiological reaction, very similar to stress, right? Fight, flight, freeze. And he, he takes a moment, he takes a deep breath and he says, I know what I'm going to do. I know how to alleviate this anxiety. I'm going to finish this shower, right? So even though it was a simple thing, simple solution in that moment. It's like, okay, I'm in the shower and I'm now worried about all the stuff that needs to happen. How do I alleviate this energy? And it's like, okay, just come back to where you are. Come back to finish and complete the task at hand. One brick at a time, one issue at a time, one breath at a time. You asked how I work with people 
through this and being somebody that this is like, I'm a first person expert at anxiety. <laughs> I always like to say, you know, it takes 10,000 hours to become a master of something. I am a master at being in fear. Like I know how to do fear. I know how to do it well. And I also know how to alleviate that anxiety. And as I said earlier, it's an insidious experience because it takes you and it can take you into a really dark place, right? It can lead to depression. Like you said, it can take you into this not great space. And so I love all the sort of like quick hacks of how to get out of anxiety. How do you get out of that space? So anxiety is happening in your mind, right? We're creating these scenarios. We are creating the fear Therefore, having a physiological experience, once you have the physiological experience of the anxiety, however it shows up or manifests for you, it's then feeding your brain that it's happening. So it's like, again, the example of the ache eating itself, right? It's like it's feeding this mechanism now that now I am having an anxiety attack or a panic attack. So what happens when that's happening is you're not breathing. There's this you know, your shoulders are in your ears and you're just trying to do everything quickly and there's no real embodiment to your actions. Yeah. So the quickest way to... And, right, and just ahead. just on the shoulders being at your ears, I find sometimes when I get so tense, simply just like, as you guys are listening to this also, yeah. lower your shoulders, relax yes. your jaw. Like I'll sometimes physically just like hold my jaw and like kind of move it around a little bit lower my shoulders, take a deep breath. And even that I'm like, okay, yes, I'm in my body. It's okay. I can get through this. And and as you were telling that shower story, okay, I'm going to continue to shower. That's what I'm going to deal with it. It reminded me of this Buddhist quote where they say, if there's something going on in in your life and it's a problem that has a solution, that's great news. If it's a problem that doesn't have a solution, that's also great news, right? Because there's nothing you can do. So if, right. if that lump was cancer, okay, that's what it is. And if there's a yeah. solution, then that's great also. So it's, it's again, this real grounding in these life experiences that are happening are there. And you just, the only thing you can do is be present in the moment. So yeah, no, yes. I, I, it's exact, exactly right. Relaxing your shoulders, doing those things that it's sort of like reverse. I always say reverse engineer it. What's happening? How can you alleviate it? Okay. Take a deep breath. Most of the time when we're in that state, we're not breathing. So we can take a deep breath, relax your throat, relax the muscles of your face and just come back into your body and come back into your breath and know that everything will get handled but your only job in that moment, your your biggest duty in that moment is to breathe. If you can make that your job, it's like, I'm having a panic attack. That's okay. My job is to breathe. And it's like, okay, you can then focus on breathing and utilizing that as your anchor can really help you relax. If you're more of a tactile person, I always like to do the hands on the heart. You stack your hands on top and you just take a deep breath and you just relax your shoulders, relax the back of your neck, I'm also a big fan of rubbing the tops of the thighs with the heels of the the palms. Oh, does that work? Yeah. You just go back and forth. It creates this um, relaxation response. Yeah. I'm doing it now. It is very calming. It's nice. Yeah. So (laughs) it is. And 
I'm like, as I'm doing it, I'm like, oh, that is really nice. You let your mind do what it wants. It's almost like the minute that you tell your mind, okay, mind, I'm going to let you go ahead and think of whatever scenario you want, but I'm going to continue to do this physically as you go on. This thing happens where you kind of have to, there's like a circuit breaker gets tripped and all of a sudden you're back into your body. And most of the time when we're in that state, we're not in our body. When we're stressed out about the holidays or we're stressed out in general, we're not in our body. We're in our mind. We're thinking about scenarios. And oftentimes we think worst case scenarios because our logic is that we think if we mentally prepare, it's going to make it easier. Yeah. And it doesn't, right? I mean, right. it really doesn't. It still makes it difficult. What we're doing is just re-traumatizing the body again. You <laughs> yes. know, it's like we're we're sadistic. It's like, why do we, why do we do this? It, it doesn't create more understanding. It doesn't create an easier time. It just creates stress in your body. Yeah. And so, I mean, there's three, three different ways. I always like to do the mind, body, spirit. So for the mind, you can choose a different thought. You can choose to think of, of something different. And it, it could be really difficult, especially if you're in the loop of fear or stress or anxiety. Something's going on in your life. Somebody's ill. You're dealing with just the worry of life. Choosing to bring your energy and your mind to focus on something that is happening that even brings you just a tiny bit of joy can stop that mental loop. The body is doing what I was saying, like rubbing the thighs, doing cold ice cubes in your hands. If you're really having an intense moment, put ice cubes in your hands and hold that ice cube. To me, the sensation gets you out of your mind. I often do this exercise too. If I'm leading a workshop, I'll have people pretend like they're biting into a lemon. So if you have that, even if you think about it just now, like, it's wild. The mind is crazy. Okay. Can yeah, we you start, sal you start salivating a little yeah. bit. If I were to test, if I were to swab your mouth right now, you have amylase, which is an enzyme that breaks down citrus. Like yeah. just by thinking about biting into a lemon, that is crazy. I mean, that's wild, right? Yeah. So that's just the power of the mind. And so physiologically, there are ways for us to, as I said, reverse engineer it. My favorite is the spirit part because that's, to me, that's where the radical love lives. You know, that's where all of this really integrates into having a embodied experience of living a life and living a fulfilling life and living a life of gratitude and a life of presence is to go into that space. And whether you believe in, in God or Buddha or whatever your belief system is, there is something bigger that's holding the smallest to the biggest of atoms of our current reality. And if you don't believe that, that's okay. Anchor into something that you do believe, something that you love. Maybe it's a pet, maybe it's a child, whatever it may be. But to me, I believe in God. So for me, I go into the space of, okay, I'm open to alleviating whatever is happening right now, releasing it into the divine. There's nothing I can do in this specific moment. My job is to breathe. And even if it's something I have to just continue to repeat over and over, after about five to 10 minutes, I'm calm. It doesn't yeah. matter what, right? It doesn't matter what is happening in my 
environment, my body is reacting to my ability to be able to breathe. It's very helpful to hear you break all of this down. And I do want to get into what your personal approach to self-care is. We spend so much time on this podcast talking about self-care. We, we do talk about skincare quite a bit. So if you want to give us some of your skincare tips, I, I would not be mad at that at all. But I do want to hear for you personally, when you want to practice self-care, it's a word that gets thrown around a lot. What do you do for self-care? When people before used to say self-care, I used to think a massage, like, oh, getting a massage is self-care. And it is. And it's amazing. It's the best. <laughs> I would love a massage right now. <laughs> I mean, literally, I said that and I'm just like, oh, God, I want a massage so bad. When I think about self-care now, I think about managing my energy, which means saying no to... Yeah people that I love sometimes. That's what my self-care practice has been over the last, especially, you know, during the pandemic and during this time. And I'm sure you can relate to this being an entrepreneur and, and being a mom. Like it's hard to be all things to all people. And for me, I have to remember that my energy is important to conserve because of what I do. And that requires me to be mindful about my time. And so for me, the, the biggest self-care practice I do is, is being able to say no. I love that. That's a very powerful act of self-care. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 